Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Well, if you're curious about Irish geography, we have a winner. 329-1899, the phone number. All guests join us via the Reggage Brothers RV phone lines. To tell new one is our number two. Coming straight at you. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83, and see the online at KurtzPolaris.com. It is their 30th birthday at Kurtz. All month long, all July long, you get into Kurtz Polaris. And you're going to get 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna beta, or Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply, so see Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. Uh, if you missed anything in the first hour, listen on the podcast. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's there wherever you get your podcast, and it's available thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotels. East-West, at its widest, Ireland, 175 miles. North-South, at its longest, 301 miles. Mm, a lot farther than we thought. Oh, about four times what you said, oh, well over double what I said, almost triple. So uh, we did short Ireland a little bit. By the way, uh, Royal Ports, Portrush is not only in Ireland, it is in Northern Ireland. It's, in fact, on the northern coast of Northern Ireland. It's as northern as you can get uh, nearly in Ireland. And uh, so that would be even more home for, uh, for Rory. Any word on the forecast? I have not looked. Rain? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's middle of the summer. July. I mean, you might get some nice days out there. I'll tell you what, when it's pretty, it's spectacular. You know, 
all the green up there on the ocean, the birds flying around. It's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. Like excited for it. Um, Coulter, we wanted to do a couple of things here. Uh, we wanted to talk about uh, 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 the East-West Shrine game, a couple of recruiting things, but I think, and this is really significant, we should have talked about this more. By the way, join us at Katie O'Keefe's tomorrow. We'll be there 4 to 6, giving away Grizz Organ tickets. Come on down and say hi. Uh, but, buy some Hefeweizens for yeah. everybody as well. Winmer Brothers Brewing is presenting these remote broadcasts we'll be doing for the next nine weeks. And... Uh, First people through the door. We'll get you a Winber Brothers Heffa on the Winber Brothers themselves. Freebie on the tab. How about that? Okay. Uh, what's fire-coded? Katie O'Keefe. I'm going to have to be <laughs> set, up, set up a barrier or I something I can't wait like for you that. to see it in there. It's, oh, it, yeah. They reviewed it. revamped the whole thing. Yeah, shout right? out to Taylor and the boys for letting us do it. Actually, I was in there today making sure we had it all set. lined up, and they were cleaning the carpets. I think it's probably a coincidence. I don't think it's necessarily for us, but... Well, I believe sparkle it is. Sparkling, sparkling clean in there. Love they got it. all sorts of great stuff in there. They got all sorts of relics and cool memorabilia. It's a, it's a sweet bar. The University of Montana, uh, we talked about Colder be, being maybe the biggest wild card of the five teams that we had picked uh, and, and really that are pretty unanimously picked to be the top five teams in the Big Sky Conference in football this year. Um, much of that stems from question marks at the offensive line where they were just... I mean, look, they just flat out did not recruit the offensive line in any way like would be normally done while Bob Sitt was the head coach at the University of Montana. And consequently, they had they were they were very undersized, very young, and moving guys from all over to try and fill in um at the spot. And I thought I thought they did a remarkable job. I mean, I thought Chad Germer maybe put in one of his best years ever last year in terms of the productivity that they were able to to, to create, but there's no question that it was an overwhelming weakness and is still expected to be not an area of strength for the Grizzlies this year. Then you wake up today or you go through the day and you find out Moses Mallory has chosen the University of Montana over several offers, which Colter you get into, a 6'3", 295-pound offensive guard who's a J.C. transfer. So a guy who, you know, anytime you see a, a J.C. transfer, you think, you know, ready to go basically day one. He's ready to play, especially with his size and the need that Montana clearly has. Uh, this, this could be, and I know very little about Moses Mallory, but this could be a very significant development, it seems to me, for the University of Montana for this football season. Well, no doubt, and I just you don't ever really bring in a JC guy this time of year unless right. you expect him to straight up play. And uh, you know, Montana's deficiencies on the offensive line last year were because of a, a bunch of different things. I think that they had, I mean, I think that their tackles, Conlon Beaver and Colton Kynes are developmental guys that just weren't quite ready, but they kind of got thrust into it, and they they both actually got better as the year went along. Mm-hmm. But it's not as if those guys don't actually don't have upside. I mean, they they have some potential. The Montana was just in a situation where a lot of the guys that once upon a time had potential were not available, and then all of a sudden now you have guys that are playing that are new freshmen. You got guys that are new to the position, or guys that are brand new to college football, or guys that are. Formerly walk-ons. I mean, you talk about Cole Sane getting reps as a true freshman. You talk about Skylar Martin getting reps as a redshirt freshman, even though Skylar Martin is probably about 20 to 30 pounds shy of 
of what he will be and what he should be to play on the offensive line. You talk about a guy like Cody Meyer, who was a walk-on once upon a time. Uh, he's your starting center. Uh, so I think that they had a lot of different factors that went into their struggles. But I think that on the, on the tackle spots, I do think that both Beaver and Kainz have upside. The upside for the guys on the inside was a little bit more limited, and I think that they've remedied that in several different ways. First of all, I think that moving Cy Sermon to center is really good. Uh, I've heard from people that are close to the program as well as people in the program that uh, Cy Sermon and Dalton Sneed have great chemistry, great trust with each other, and that Sermon is a really, really, really smart kid that will help sort of solidify the, the cerebral portion of the offensive front. And then I think that the guys that they had at guard, you know, they were just they were so banged up there. I mean, the fact that Brandon Scott and Dallas Hart both weren't really available because they were hurt, and Andrew Villanueva was hurt. Well, now all of a sudden you're just you you got guys that just have no experience whatsoever. And but you add Cordell Pilons and you add now Moses Mallory and you switch side server to center, and now all of a sudden you have some options on the interior. And now that when when guys like Villanueva are you know maybe a starter or maybe not. That's good for your depth. When guys like Cole Sane is just going to be a backup as a true sophomore, or maybe even if they if they can do it, maybe he even gets the redshirt in his second year. Who knows? But having guys like Brandon Scott, Dallas Hart, Angel Villanueva, and Cole Sane rounding out your top eight or nine, rather than the only guys you can even look at, yeah, it just helps with the depth so much. I think they just have a chance to be. A lot better. Well, so and and tell tell him Colt a little bit about Moses Mallory. He's uh, again from East Arizona Junior College. He was a three star recruit out of high school, and he ha- he had a bunch of offers. You know, a lot of times you think, well, if you're a school, any school that's in in need of a guy, you just go find me somebody that plays this position and let's bring him in here. But this is a guy who was a very very highly recruited kid coming out of East Arizona. Offers from West Virginia, Weber State, Jacksonville State, Tennessee State, North Alabama, Stephen F. Austin, and Moorhead State. So you got one Power 5 offer in there in West Virginia as well as the Weber State and Jacksonville State offers uh, sort of pop out. Stephen F. Austin's a solid program as well. Um, But Coulter, you and I have built our lives on communication. And one thing that people may not realize is Blackfoot. That is their bread and butter. And right now, they are spending a ton of time and money creating an incredible network of fiber optic cables across the state of Montana, a state that, thank you very much, could use some innovation and advancement in that way, right? You probably already know Blackfoot, a local partner for internet, voice, and professional services that fuel growing businesses like yours. Right now, Blackfoot is extending its fiber optic cable networks in Bozeman, St. Ignatius, and around the region. Yeah, like hundreds of miles of fiber optic cable. It's a stunning amount that they're putting in right now. Check out goblackfoot.com. You can click on the link if you're on Podbean or just copy the URL into your browser. Go see what they're up to. I think you'll be impressed when you find out all the things that Blackfoot does. Particularly in Bozeman. Bozeman, as you know, is booming right now. And Blackfoot, they got you all taken care of. How does fiber optics benefit your business? We're not quite sure, but Blackfoot sure does. Give them a call, 866-541-5000, or find them online at goblackfoot.com. The junior colleges in Arizona went away. They don't have football anymore. Junior college football in Arizona was cut. 
So you wonder if that impacted this kid's recruiting just in terms of the reason he's still available. Maybe there was right. just some stuff where, you know, it, maybe he had a hard time getting his transcripts in order, or maybe, I mean, when you don't have a program to help you get out, so to speak, I just don't really, I mean, I don't know if that had any effect on it or not. But when you look at the guy, you know, six three two ninety five, it's like I always say, there's such a varying, there's such, there's such different scopes of size. Geno Atkins is six foot one, two hundred eighty-five pounds. But it's impossible to say that Geno Atkins doesn't have elite size. He's so big because of his muscles, yes. right? Just because of, the, I mean, <laughs> just his yeah. his physical because stature, his though, muscles. right? I mean, yes. there, there's guys that are six one, two eighty-five that look like me, and there's guys that are like six one, two eighty-five that look like Geno Atkins. It's a lot yeah. different, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And when you look at Moses Mallory, he looks the part. I thought his his film. He's got great snap. He's very violent. With his hand punch, he's a good finisher on his blocks. Seems like he's mean. And then you look at pictures of him, and that I mean, that's what they look like. I mean, he's he he looks the part all the way. I I, I told you I'd, I'd rather have his six three two ninety five than you know, no offense to a lot of the guys on the Grizz, but the Grizz has some guys that listed size are gigantic six seven three twenty, but they don't look like Moses Mallory looks. Mm-hmm. Moses Mallory looks like yeah, I mean, he looks put together like a, like a Division one offensive lineman, and I think that. Uh, if his film translates to the skill on the field, I think he has a real chance to push for a starting spot. And then I think if you look at that offensive line, and you, now you have Conlon Beaver as a second-year starter and a junior at left tackle, the two guard spots, uh, you at least have your most veteran guy in Angelville and Nueva having to fight for some time with Cordell Pilons and Moses Mallory. you got Cy Sermon solidified at center, and then you got Kynes at right tackle. I think that's a just a, it's a better and more experienced line than it was a year ago. It is, and it's it's remarkable how... Um, you know, in a position group that's five guys, bringing in one guy all of a sudden changes the potentially. And again, we, we don't know a ton about uh, Moses Mallory, but, you know, can change the complexion of what you think you might have there significantly. And that, you know, that's that's major for the University of Montana. I mean, they're going to have a stable. I think people are questioning, you know, what's the running back situation, and because it's it's, it's very much open, very much, uh, 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 you know, unknown. But there's a group of guys that seem like they are all potentially capable. And by the way, you can be a, a great running back as a redshirt freshman, as a redshirt sophomore, as a running. I mean, back. the three best running backs in the league last year were freshmen. It's it's very hard to be a great offensive lineman even a good offensive lineman as a redshirt freshman they just don't if you're good like that you're you're at the power five period because the it takes time to become 300 pounds for crying out loud believe me it's taken me almost 40 years (laughs) so i i i am uh uh you know so 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 it's just the reality of the position and 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 you know I don't I, I feel for these kids on the offensive line in a lot of ways too because it's not you know how much of it is about skill I don't know I'm not I'm not you know I'm not a scout I think it is a lot more about just simply time and strength and size and and coaching and you learn you do get better over time and that's a position where you just can't overestimate what it is to be a junior and a senior over and against a freshman and a sophomore and so this you know is is a boon and if you consider offers from places like West Virginia, Jacksonville State, etc. you go, "Oh, wow, okay, like this this seems you, you become very optimistic if you're a University of Montana football fan, 
and what that might mean for this football team. And I think that uh, the University of Montana has been rare in its Big Sky Conference history dating back to the 60s that it has ever been able to fly under the radar. And I'm not saying that they're flying under the radar as such, but they are certainly not. I mean, they're, they're coming in, in yours and my estimation, at, from a poll standpoint, as the fifth team of the top five. And I think that in a lot of ways that suits Bobby Houck and some of these, some of this team to a T in terms of, it's fine, it's fine, come check in with me on August 31st and we'll see where we're at. Check in on November 1st and we'll see where we're at. And I think that is not a role that the University of Montana has been able to to have very often in its history as a football team. And certainly it's not, you know, if you asked any coach, who would you like to be? I mean, we talked to Aaron Best, right? They're they're the one, they're the top dog. They went to the national championship game. They're the number one pick and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it comes with expectations, but we want expectations because it means you're great. It means you're doing it right. It means you're the hammer, you know, all that stuff. Of course, that's what every team wants to be. But there's an advantage to to being a wild card and thinking that you're probably better than what people think that you are. I mean, certainly Montana State played that very well last year, right? I mean, Jeff Kelly, oh, yeah, we're just the eighth team in the big sky, you know, on and on. And... That's an interesting they point. Broke that's, out of that. It's an interesting road to go down because being an underdog and embracing that is is almost a mentality. It's almost in the DNA of Montana State because they have been because of the streak. It developed this inferiority complex that just permeated everything. But then they've used that in certain ways to their benefit in terms of quote-unquote, chasing the Grizzlies, trying to live up to the shadow that's cast by Montana that was cast with such the dominant run that Montana had between 95 and 2009. But you made an interesting comment. You said that uh, you think it suits Bobby Houck well. I don't know because, honestly, the Grizzlies have never been the dark horse in the league. Never. Not, not in the modern era, not in the last 20 years, not in the last 25 years. And Bobby Houck has never been the underdog. Bobby Houck inherited a team that won a national championship two years earlier when he first took over for Joe Glenn, and they did, then they just went 80 and 17. Here's uh, what I'm saying. It, it, it suits him. It's, it's in this respect. Uh, I think we can agree that, that Bobby Houck coaches with a certain degree of agitation. <laughs> yes. Although last year he was quite docile on the sidelines often. Yeah, but but I'm not even talking about his persona, like like body language and all that. I'm just talking about when we talked to him. I mean, he he told us in the interview yesterday. Yeah, mid July start fighting with Tim. Yep, <laughs> starting to get starting to get angry, starting to get riled up, starting to get pent up, starting to starting to need some football as an outlet, right? And uh, what better thing to be able to do when it comes to you know finding an edge not that he's ever needed an edge but what you know what are you going to go out there and preach to your team pretty the script is out there for you you know and i think in that respect uh that works to his advantage and and frankly 
uh, Jeff Choate as well. Just because Montana State has, uh, 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 you know, gotten now five guys on the on the preseason team and all that. I mean, they're they're the fourth or fifth team, depending on which poll you're looking at. Just like Montana is, they're 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 dead even according to the polls. You know, they average out to four and a half. So they he's got the same. Oh, absolutely. And they sermon to preach. Oh, totally. And, and, and the fact of the matter is that the Cats have to beat somebody. Cats have played the toughest schedule in the league the last two years. Mm-hmm. They played all the best teams, not only in the league, but in the country. Mm-hmm. They, haven't won those, they haven't won any of the games yet, though. It's all fine and dandy. Year one, year two, taking South Dakota State down to the wire, losing 31-27. But year four, you got to win that game. you got to, I mean, so Southeast Missouri, a... a playoff team from a year ago, you got to win that game. Mm-hmm. Western Illinois win last year was a better win early than what it turned out to be because Western Illinois kind of struggled and they went 5-6. and six. It was a good win-win that happened in Bozeman last year. No doubt. But, uh, you know, other than the Grizz game, they, Montana State does not have that signature win because, you know, pundits would say, incarnate word, upstart program. Okay, you beat them in the playoffs. It's a playoff win. They were 24th in the nation when you beat them. That's all fine and dandy, but they're brand new. Mm-hmm. They they don't Montana State does not have that premier win yet under their belts and so I think that caters to the underdog mentality you're talking about as well. Sutel Nuanas, one of two nine ESPN Radio. Uh, quickly, Coulter, let's do a prep extra segment here. It's brought to us by the Farmers State Bank. Uh, the Shrine Game, as we talked about in the news, is this weekend. Les Meyer is the coach of the East. Uh, Mike Cutler is the coach of the West. And uh, there's a number of future Grizz and future Bobcats playing in this game uh, and a number of coaches who are uh, crossing their fingers that there's no injuries that take place in this game. But uh, just lay out for us, I mean, the East-West Shrine game, again, the biggest fundraiser uh, as of Shrine games in the nation happens in the, in the state of Montana and in Butte. And so uh, that's a very, very cool aspect to this whole thing, too. Yeah, I mean, there's Shrine Games all around the country, and the Montana Shrine Game has been one of the top two producers for the last handful of years, and I think that's really cool. When the game's in Butte, it seems like that's such a great central location. Right. And Naranchi Stadium has so much history and uh, haunted by ghosts in Naranchi for sure, in the best of ways, right? Yeah. And it's just yeah. such, a, such an old-school place that has a spirit about it. And yeah. so I think that that's a great venue to host that as well, and it seems as if there's always even a better turnout there and a lot more funds are raised. And that's a cool thing because that's really what this is all about at the end of the day. Uh, As far as the coaches go, Les Myers, the East coach, and Mike Cutler, the West coach, Les Myers from Fairfield. He'll coach his son, Ryder Meyer, who's coming to play for the Grizzlies for uh, the final time. Ryder Meyer was a four-year starter at Fairfield, and so this will be the last time he plays for his old man, so that'll be a cool experience. And Mike Cutler, he's led Drummond Phillipsburg Co-op at Flint Creek to -to back-to-back eight-man Class C championships. Uh, Ryder Meyer and, and Ryan Simpson from Bozeman uh, are future Grizz that are going to be playing for the East. And then the West, they have a lot more of the D1 guys. Future Grizz, Dylan Botner from Whitefish, Jace DeWalt from Missoula Sentinel, Carver Gilman from Whitefish, Ryan Tyrrell from right here in Missoula Loyola. They're all playing for the West. Those are all guys that are future Grizzlies. And then as far as future Bobcats go, Logan Gilliard from Big Fork, Alex Johnson, Helena High, Ryland Ort from Missoula Sentinel, Holden Sampson from Helena High are all playing for the West as well. So, uh, the West with uh, almost double digits in terms of the future Bobcats or Grizzlies, whereas the East just have a couple. 
Uh, also, news out of Huntley Project. Seems like it's uh, going around right now. But Guy Croy, former Grizz, been the uh, head coach there uh, in football, resigned on Monday, citing philosophical differences with the administration for the Red Devils. And, you know, we talk a lot about programs and what, what makes a program in high school football, especially in a rural state like Montana. But there's definitely some some defined programs in Montana. They're not just at the AA level. And among the Class B teams, I would say that Holly Project has one of the best programs. And Guy Croy's done a great job. He played safety for the Grizz uh, back in the 90s, and he's done a great job. I mean, they, they've developed a program to the point where, so like, just like we always talk about with Loyola, the best kid at Loyola is probably going to be getting recruited by the Cats at the Grizz. Every year, the best guy at Loyola is likely a Division One caliber guy. Mm-hmm. Huntley is one of the only other Class B schools that can say that. They have great uh, facilities. They have a great weight room. They have a great weight program. They have a great strength coach. And all that stuff is catered to them being able to produce uh, several Division One guys. Taylor Deese from Huntley was a multiple-year starter on the defensive line for Montana State. Uh, Coney Dole obviously had a tremendous story. The young man who lost the lower part of his leg and, and made it – up to play on the Cheetah Blade for three years on the Cheetah Blade Plasthetic uh, at Montana State before he had ultimately had to retire because he just couldn't handle the, the pounding, but still an amazing story. And then you look at Lane Sumner, who has a chance to uh, get significant stats and have significant carries uh, for the Bobcats this year as well. Uh, but this is too bad that Greg Croy is stepping away because he has done a really good job there. He's helped a lot of kids get opportunities, and they have a really, really good program. And uh, it just seems as if... This is becoming more commonplace. And we've talked to you know a lot of our coaching colleagues and friends. And they say it's just it's really hard situation because it used to be your kid comes home and they complain about the coach and, and you tell them, No, you listen to your coach, you listen to your teacher, you listen to your principal, you listen to your elders, and then maybe you have a discussion with that person on an adult level, but it's not now it's just as if, oh, your coach is going awry. Let's let's overthrow this guy. It's it's almost like a some sort of weird coup or something that happens, and it's just really too bad when you look at situations like Zane and Pitts. When you look at situations like Guy Croy, in these small communities, those guys have so much influence mm-hmm. in such a positive fashion, and to, to kind of railroad someone out like that, it's it's just it's brutal, honestly, and it's going to affect the kids, and that's what really is too bad. Um, you want to work Guy Croy services because he, he's had a good run there, and he does have some college football ties, being that he did play. Uh, his son is one of the best prospects in the state this year, so you wonder how that's going to affect his senior year. I mean, you know it must have been a pretty dire situation or a very uncomfortable situation for a guy to walk away when his son is going to be a senior. Obviously, yeah. he doesn't want to be involved in the drama whatsoever, so uh, a bummer that Guy Croy is no longer coaching high school football because he's a he's a really, really good coach. It's 2 Tell Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. This has been our prep extra segment. It's brought to us by the Farmer's State Bank. It happens to everyone. You walk off, you leave your debit card in a restaurant, at a grocery store, you lose your purse, your wallet, whatever it might be. Hey, link your Farmer's State Bank debit card with the My Card app. You can shut it off right where you are from your phone. You can also, as soon as you find it, turn it back on instant, safe, secure. My Card app. From Farmers State Bank. It's two telling the one us. Hey, it's time for a wing it Wednesday. Give us a call. 329-1899. 329-1899. A basket of wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern on the line. Who doesn't want some wings? The best wings in the city of Missoula, according to uh, you, the voting public. 329-1899. Colt will have some questions. You and I will have some answers next. 
You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. Fantasy draft first is going to be who, Coulter? Coming in? Who's number one overall? Fantasy drafted. Mm. Rob Gronkowski. Oh, I know. That's two tell. Nuana's 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. Online at KurtzPolaris.com. And Kurtz Polaris is celebrating their 30th anniversary. That's right, this year. 30 years they've been in business. Not just this year, in fact, this month. And so all month, they are offering you 30% off. That's right, 30% off MSRP on select parts and accessories with the purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris in Missoula and Sealy all month for Kurtz 30-year anniversary sale. It is time for a wing it Wednesday, and so we go to the phones and we welcome in Rob to the show. Rob, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good, Rob. Thank you very much. What are you up to today? You cruising around? You hanging out? You at home? You at work? What's going on with you? I'm hiding in my work truck so I can win some wings. You know, that's nice. very, very, very smart of you. How old is your work truck? My work truck is a 2016, so okay. it's not too old. Okay, it's. I'm guessing it's comfortable to hide in. Oh yeah, definitely. I had to hide in a, like a. 89 s15 pickup truck on a couple of occasions that was uh you got to get real kind of acrobatic or whatever it is when you try and fit into some of those small spaces on the floorboard <laughs> no, i won't get into it beyond that it's to tell new one it's 1029 espn radio rob is here to play some wing it wednesday so here we go rob three questions for you from culture they're all about the open championship okay the big major golf tournament starting tomorrow so he'll go through it with you if you get Two of these right, you got yourself a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern, the best wings in the city. If you get all three, you got yourself a shirt as well. If you need help on any one of these, I'm your lifeline, okay? Sounds good. Boy, some chicken wings would really hit the spot. Tell me likey. Tell me want wingy. All right, Rob, here we go. Question number one. Coulter, fire away. All right, Rob, number one. Which golfer became the first Italian to ever win the British Open last year at Carnoustie? Name the golfer who won the British Open last year, first man ever from Italy to win the Open Championship. Oh, man, I'm blinking on his name. I want to say it's like Santini or something. I'm going to have to use a lifeline out of that. Well, you know, you're, 
you're sort of right, although you threw a very broad net. The idea that a teeny or something like that would be in an Italian name is probably well, a pretty guess. A pretty teeny, good guess. You know? Pretty good guess. But uh, Francisco Molinari, I believe, is the golfer Molinari. we're looking for who won the uh, one his first and to date only major uh, last uh, Open Championship last year. Accepting that answer, Rob? Oh yeah, you got it. Okay. Francisco Molinari, one for one. Rob, very good. No lifeline left, but we have two more questions. You just need to get one to get some wings. All right, number two. Nick Faldo, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Seve Ballesteros have all won the Open three times. But in the modern era, since 1960, only one golfer has won the Open five times, most recently in 1983. Name that golfer who has won five British Opens. Jack Nicholas? No. The Golden Bears only got three. Only. Yeah, you just said that. Yeah. Only. Three is a huge number. (laughs) It's remarkable. Again, I am blanking, and I'm going to have to really mess up on trivia. Okay, we'll save that one for a minute. Let's think a little bit more. We'll go back to number three and see where we're at after this. So since Arnold Palmer won back-to-back Open Championships 1961 and 1962, five different men have won consecutive Open Championships. Just name one. Give me one guy that's won back-to-back British Opens. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to have to guess Tiger. Tiger Woods. Bang! Tiger Woods, went. he's won three, and he went back-to-back in 2004-2005. So you have the wings now. You got the wings. Congratulations. Now we'll circle back around and give you one guess. At the guy who has five British Opens. Why are they considered the greatest British Open player of the modern era? Do you want to give me the, the four with three again one more time? The, the ones that have three are Nick Faldo, Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Gary Player, and Seve Ballesteros. See, I was going to say player. Uh... Same vein. I would say this guy is the most similar to Gary Player of any of the... Yeah, but he's. this is a name that's pretty unique. I mean, it's a name that you're going to know, but it's it's pretty unique. It's not... This is no... Uh, There's no shame in not coming up with this one, I must say, even though he was dominant at this particular tournament. Yeah, I'm, I, I've got no idea. I'm blanking hard. Oh, good. It is Tom Watson, winner of five Open Championships between 1976... Tom Watson won five Open Championships. That blows really? my mind. He, he actually won, it's amazing, he won eight majors. I mean, that's just a gigantic number. But Tom Watson at the at the British was just nails. Short game, his putting, chipping in from the sand to win it was the, the, the whole thing. Phenomenal. But, hey, here's the deal, uh, Rob. You got wings to the Desperado, my friend. So you got nothing to worry about. You did what you, you got what you came for. Give your information there to Reese, and we'll get you set up. All right, bud? Perfect. I appreciate it. You got it. Well done. Now back to work. <laughs> okay, Rob hiding in the truck. Uh, very good. Yeah, oh, that's that. It is. It is remarkable. Like if you watch this tournament, you kind of they'll show Tom Watson. I remember a couple of years ago. I mean, I would not have remembered that about Tom Watson, uh, you know, at all. But for a couple of years ago, when he played in his last Open Championship, and it was such a 
you know, a dramatic ending and he, you know, walking across, I think it was, I think it was the, the stone bridge at St. Andrews, if I'm not mistaken, I might be, but you know, coming down 18 and the, the rousing ovation that he received on basically a lifetime of excellence at this particular tournament. And, uh, with much, uh, fanfare and, and a very, I mean, that's the thing about Tom Watson is, you know, they call golf, the gentleman's game. Well, I got a lot of problems with that, but, if ever there was going to be a guy who exemplified that thing, Tom Watson would probably be it. I mean, you couldn't seem to find a more sort of uh, 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 demurring and and kind and sort of uh, genial character than Tom Watson, it seems to me. Uh, Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Quick break. We'll come back on the other side, talk about what we're up to tomorrow, what we want you to do. We want to see you. So we're going to get into some of that. Maybe some Osprey baseball. Wrap this thing up on a Wednesday next. Coulter, you and I both know being healthy is a very, very important part of life. Am I right about that? Indeed. Guess it is. Well, one of the things that makes me healthy, think you as well, fiber. Got to have it. You sure do, man. You need to eat your fruits and your veggies, your bananas. You got to get all that stuff in. Maybe even some bran. Plums. All of it. Fiber is very important. Well, guess what? Turns out it's important to communication as well. You might be surprised to learn that Blackfoot and its partners have invested millions of dollars, truly, in building a fiber optic network throughout Montana. Through Bozeman and around Gallatin County, more than 30 miles of fiber optic cable have been laid by Blackfoot. That's amazing. Impressive, innovative, and a perfect place with the way Bozeman's been growing. Click on the link below, goblackfoot.com slash ESPN. They're not trying to sell you anything. They don't want you to do anything. They just want you to know what they're up to and how they're improving communication across the state of Montana. So go to goblackfoot.com backslash ESPN now. Sometimes the best time to wake up. It's Two Tail New Orleans, 1029 ESPN Radio. We are uh, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, as always. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy. And July is Kurtz Polaris' 30th birthday. That's right. This month, they were celebrating 30 years in business, and they're helping themselves to giving you savings. That's the birthday present. 30% off, in fact. That's right. 30% off MSRP. On select parts and accessories with a purchase of any new Polaris off-road vehicle, Husqvarna and Beta dirt bike, or any Crest pontoon boat all month long. Some restrictions apply. See Kurtz for details. Get to Kurtz Polaris, Missoula, and Sealy all July for their 30th, 30-year anniversary uh, sale. Uh, tomorrow, well, okay, first of all, I'll just say this. The, the, the wake-up thing. Mark Wahlberg uh, posted a typical day for Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. Would you like to take a stab at what time he claims to wake up? 3.30. 2.30. That seems dumb. Bedtime is 7.30. So, really... So he's getting it in seven hours. Seven hours. And yeah. he also... Does he take a nap in there? I don't know. Wake up at 2.30. From 2.45 to 3.15 is prayer time. Breakfast at 3.15 a.m. <laughs> I'd be on my fourth meal by two. He is on. He he's got a workout uh, from three forty to five fifteen a.m. So almost a ninety minute workout 
from 3.15 to 5.15 in the morning. Post-workout meal, then a shower. Now, the shower lasts... So he's already eaten twice by the time it's 6 in the morning. Shower lasts 90 minutes. That seems excessive. 6 till 7.30, shower. He's golfing at 7... Exfoliating. Golfing at 7.30 in the morning. Snack at 8. Cryo chamber recovery at 9.30. Snack at 10.30. Family time meetings, work calls from 11 to 1. Lunch at one. Meetings and work calls. From so, so this guy, this guy's already had two. Did a pre and post workout meal and two snacks before he gets lunch. Yeah, but wait. Then he's got lunch. Then he's got meetings. Then he picks up the kids at school. Snack with them. Workout number two from four to five. Then a shower. Dinner. Family time. Five thirty. Bedtime. Seven thirty. Regimented. Again, this is a typical day. You would think there would be some variety, well, with shoots and all, you know. Um, I like this schedule. I just like it to be like nine hours later. <laughs> right. Just do the exact same thing, but just rotate it. Bedtime, two thirty a.m. You know. I, I I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I want to know what he eats. All what he actually eats during all these times when he's eating. It's a good question. Good golfer, though, Mark Wahlberg, what I understand. Uh, Coulter, you and I are excited because tomorrow kicks off uh, our big summer uh, uh, giveaway promotion down at Katie O'Keefe's. We're going to be there tomorrow, Katie O'Keefe's. They're in the Stevens Plaza, uh, and we're going to be there from 4 to 6. We're doing this show live down there tomorrow. Uh, Widmer Hefeweizen is going to be available. In fact, if you're there early, the first handful of folks through the door do we know do we have an it's, uh we are just gonna buy a hundred dollars worth of okay. beers okay so first hundred dollars worth so you, you come in there and uh, have yourself a free one early and we are going to be picking names out of uh out of the box there tomorrow for a pair of tickets to go see the montana grizzlies and the oregon ducks at Autzen stadium and this i'm pumped about i can't wait for this i can't wait for all the games so this game is going to be a lot of fun one of the True Mecca's right of, of college football. Yep, night uh, game. There at Austin, night game on the Pac-12 network, a nationally televised game. I can tell you, you know, the atmosphere surrounding night games is where this will be the second consecutive night game for the Grizzlies because they play a night game in their first home game of the year. Uh, we've just found out as well uh, on the 7th. I think that is uh, the, the week prior to this game. Uh, but uh, between now and uh, tomorrow at 4, namely this evening, you should go to Katie O'Keefe's and put your name in the box so that you have an opportunity to win these tickets. Uh, we're going to do a must-be-present to win, but we're going to pull the tickets, you know, 4.30, 4.45, and, uh, you know, we'll, we, will, we will try and be generous with the winner to give them an opportunity to arrive to uh, actually receive their tickets, but we want to make sure that we're giving the tickets away to uh, somebody who's there. But uh, go down there, put your name in, in, in the box, and, uh, and see if you can't win a pair of tickets. It'll be a, a phenomenal win. It'll be our first of many. We're giving away uh, nine pairs of tickets. I mean, that's a ton of tickets to this football game throughout the course of the summer from a bunch of different venues. But, again, we kick it off tomorrow at Katie O'Keefe. We're really excited to be down there uh, uh, thanks to Woodmer Brothers. It'll be great. It'll be fun. I, uh, if you haven't checked out Katie O'Keefe since they remodeled it a little while back, it looks tremendous, looks great. We'll be in the downstairs parts when you walk in the main entrance in the Stevens Center. Just hang a left. You'll see the, the main old part of the bar. Uh, with the casino machines and stuff like that. But if you just go, it's not its not really downstairs. It's like three steps down. But uh, it, it's great. 
uh, venue. It's a really cool place. A ton of cool Grizz memorabilia and uh, relics in there. And uh, should be a fun place to get this thing started. And just remember, we're going to be at remote places every Thursday all the way leading up to this game on September 14th. The one exception being on July 31st will be at the Desperado Sports Tavern on a Wednesday because that is when uh, we do our Wing It Wednesday, so we'll do Wing It Wednesday live. But to go to all the places around town, this week's Katie O'Keefe's, next week is Fuddruckers, then we wrap up the month with the Desperado, and then you also can find boxes to register and look forward to our uh, remote broadcasts at Reds, Stockman's Bar, Paradise Falls, Locals, the Press Box, and the Iron Horse. And we have the schedule posted on our Facebook page. We also have it on our website, 1029ESPN.com. And on the website. So, you know, we don't expect you to keep track all, you know, of all of these places, all you know, for the whole summer. So you can go there and look up where we're going to be. And we will certainly have, you know, uh, uh, you know, be telling you each week where we're headed uh, that week as well. But go stuff the box at Katie O'Keefe's because once it's done at that place, that's it. It's done. So uh, tomorrow uh, we kick it off there and we're certainly excited to do so. Uh, Coulter. Uh, the Thunder, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, have stalled, reports, stalled in their attempts to move Chris Paul. Yeah, no Shocker. one wants that contract. Shocker, right, with the, you know, $36, 38000000 million, whatever it is, for the next three years for Chris Paul. Now, I'm so interested in this because I've wondered, you know, what team is, you know, the, I think every, Chris Paul, I think, is still, plays at a very high level and he's a guy that anybody would want to have on their team but again that contract is just uh exorbitant i think for a lot of teams where i mean you're talking about an an, a a high-end max contract that is traveling around with chris paul and he is not a high-end max player and so you have to find a unique situation which there's a team that can absorb that salary financially and and wants a guy like Chris Paul there. I mean, he, he let's put it like this. He wants to play for a contender. It's hard to imagine that there's a contender out there that finds that appealing. All the teams that are middle of the road or bad teams are the teams that are like, you know, we, we got cap space and we'd love to have Chris Paul here playing for us. It'll be a draw, bring fans to the stadium, that, that kind of thing. And I don't see a way in which Chris Paul gets pacified in this situation and goes to a team where he's really excited to be on that team. I just don't see it happening. I know, because it's really too bad the situation that it is with the contract and his age and his injury history because if somehow Chris Paul could get traded to a team that is at one of the up-and-coming teams, if he could get the, the three teams that I think would be so intriguing for Chris Paul are the Hawks, the Kings and the Pelicans. If he went back to New Orleans, imagine him mentoring Lonzo Ball, playing with all the young players for Brandon Ingram to Zion Williamson. By the way, have you seen this Jackson Hayes kid? Yeah. The kid that they traded and everybody was like, kind of who? The kid he was a he was a one and done out of Texas. He's a you know six foot eleven guy that really he didn't have a double double last year, not one, even yeah. though he's six foot eleven. That was a astounding stat. But this kid had a couple of dunks in the summer league where you're like, what? Well, I mean, he is an unbelievable and, athlete. And but they, if Chris Paul could have there. a ton of, of money tied up because they got a bunch of rookies right. and second-year guys, second, third-year guys. Now. Right, but I just don't think that with the way that they are dedicated to rebuilding on the young core that they have that they would want to bring in a guy like Chris Paul. Imagine Chris Paul and the Kings, though. I mean, that would be a really fun team for him to be on. I mean, obviously you don't want to take any, any of the 
control the team away from De'Aaron Fox, but Chris Paul would be great there, and he would be so fun in Atlanta too, but also you can't do it with Trey Young. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, he's in a very awkward position, which is a position where he can still play, but he he's not beloved by any one city, right? He's not, you know, there, there's that, not. That's going to be the most interesting part because people forget when, when Hurricane Katrina hit, Chris Paul is still a really young player. The Pelicans, which at the time were the Hornets, had to go play in Oklahoma City. So Chris Paul has actually played in Oklahoma City before Oklahoma City yeah. ever even had an NBA franchise. Mm. Who loved Russell Westbrook more than anybody? Oklahoma City did. Yeah. They might just love Chris Paul. Yeah. But he, I mean, he's kind of already established he doesn't want to be there. I know. Keep tracking it. Boys and girls, Osprey Baseball coming up in 45 minutes, both on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana. Enjoy the game tomorrow from Katie O'Keefe. We'll look forward to uh, being with all of you there and uh, see what pops up in the next 22 hours in the sports world. We'll bring it to you. It's Tutelis Nuanas. Thanks for being with us on another Wednesday afternoon. We look forward to Sam Herter on the ESPN Roundtable tomorrow as well. See you then. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.